What are you doing? You gotta record it. <laughs> Your nipples are so hard. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you on drugs? What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, you already. I'm starting. Record. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this out. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give myself a three, two, one, and then I'm gonna start. Let's see. All right. See, I'm not even ready. I didn't even have my run show. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm cutting all that nipple part stuff out. So. Yes. I'm not going to let them see you. Oh, nipples, nipples. Okay. All right, not producer. Maybe I'll leave that part in. Hold on. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Cool. Thanks for being in my shop. Appreciate it. Uh, no, you are not. Yeah, you are. Uh, guys, remember, follow me on Instagram at the Jesus Show NTO. You can find me on Facebook, the Jesus Show, not that one. TikTok at the Jesus Show, not that one. It, on YouTube, you can find me. Type in the Jesus Show. Not that one, and email me your questions, comments, and concerns. The Jesus Show NTO at gmail.com. Let's go. Um, did you guys listen to last week's episode with Cyrus? I hope you did. It was audio only. Once again, audio only. I said that many times, and there was some people that messaged me and said, hey, I don't see the video. Then I had to once again tell them, audio only. So, um, yeah, I sat down with Cyrus, had a great conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it uh, as soon as you can. Maybe after. You're done watching this show. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Some of this stuff, once again, one of the stuff, some of this stuff that I'm talking about, that I'm going to talk about, is a little old. So bear with me because I haven't shot in a while. One of the first things I want to talk about, oh yeah, okay, so a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month ago now, Tottenham lost to Newcastle 6-1. to one. It's two teams in the English Premier League over in England. They played and Tottenham lost 6-1 to one to Newcastle. And the organization Tottenham was talking about reimbursing the fans who traveled. So they put such a shitty performance... I think I heard the baby. Maybe that wasn't the baby. They put such... Or they played like such shit. Was that the baby? I could have sworn I heard him. Um, Sorry. Dead life. Parent life. So because Tottenham lost 6-1, to one, the Tottenham organization was talking about reimbursing 
the traveling fans, the fans that traveled to Newcastle to watch him play. And some of the things that I saw was like positive, like, yeah, they should do that. And I thought to myself, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. As a supporter, as a fan, somebody who follows a team for a short amount of time for a lifetime. You understand that your team is not always going to be perfect. And you understand that your team is going to lose some games. Some years they might lose a lot of games. But to then put this idea that because our players didn't play up to par, we're going to give you the money back? To me, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Sports is like gambling. You're not necessarily gambling with, you know, it's not like you're sitting at a craps table or blackjack table and, you know, hoping you put $20 down and you turn it into a million. But you do support a team in hopes that that team is not only going to have success for the year, but win a championship, win a couple trophies during, during the year. You hope, you imagine, you see your team doing all that. And when it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, you either continue to support that team or you switch to a different team. I think that's just sports. So then for the organization to come out and go, oh, well, we're going to give you your money back because you went to go see our team play and they played like shit. I don't know. I've, I've, that was just, just stupid. It's stupid to me. Even if they would have lost, I don't know, 15-0. At that point, don't worry about the fans who traveled. Worry about the players and coaches and what the hell's going on in that organization that you need to right the ship because you guys just fucking got demolished. I think you should rectify that before giving people their money back for something so fucking stupid. I thought it was dumb. Uh... Oh, I watched, <laughs> I watched one of my friend's Instagram stories and they went down somewhere to Mexico and they went to this ranchera music, like, so this, this banda, you know, this, this, this Mexican band is playing and it looks like they're in a circus ring. It's like they're in the middle, like it's kind of stadium seating and it's a big circle around them. And the videos this person was sharing, you know, like the trombones going and the boom, 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 and the tuba. And 
and you see people like really excited about it. And I just thought to myself, that seems like a nightmare to be listening to music like that for, I don't know, three, four hours, maybe like, I don't know, maybe an hour, maybe two. But like, I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but I was just like, you're listening to music where it looks like a circus is normally at. And then to just, I guess my thing is because I equate banda with going and eating at a marisco's place. And then you usually have these mariachis coming up to each table and like, oh, can we play you a song? I don't know, like each song is like 10 bucks or something. So then somebody gives them 10 bucks and goes, hey, play this song. You go, okay. So now it's, let's say you're at a table. Let's say you're at a four top. Let's say it's me, Allie, and Pat and Betty, right? And we're there and our food is in front of us. We're eating. We have our drinks on the table. And then to my right, there's this big guy with this big guitar. And he's like, boom, 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 boom. And it's so goddamn loud. It's, imagine listening to music. Let's see, the thing goes from one to a hundred. Imagine listening to music and the volume is at 957. So the volume thing is one to a hundred. And you're listening to it at 957. It's obnoxiously loud. And it's in your face. And you kind of feel it. And. You're like, yo, chill. There's that aspect of it. There's the other aspect to it. To where. Let's say we just go in and I want to have some, I want to have some mariscos and I want to have a chill night or a chill dinner, chill lunch. And I go in and now the table next to me is having a whole fucking concert because they want to hear 11 goddamn songs in a row. So now I'm sitting there with whoever I'm sitting with and now we can't even really talk or enjoy each other's company and relax because now we have fucking Bandai in concert right next to us because they want to listen to it and it's when they're listening to it everybody else is forced to listen to it I think that's my problem with it so then when I hear Banda I'm like how do people sit through that shit like when I've been with you know, Pat and Joan and Frankie. They listen to it and like they're singing along and I try to like find the good in it, but I'm like, dude, I just cannot get down with this kind of music. And I also kind of f feel like it's country music. That's like Spanish country music. Because when I hear country music, I'm like, that just sounds stupid. And it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. 
I got my truck and my dog and my beer. Oh, my lady left me. I'm so heartbroken. America is the best. I got a shotgun in my truck. That's that's all. Like I don't I don't care what country music singer is singing. That's they could be they they could be singing the sweetest most romantic or just heartwarming song. The moment I hear them singing, all I hear is somebody talking like this. Beer trucks and and America. That's all. That's all I hear when I hear country. So, you know, another idea that came to me. I was at the airport. I was at an airport bathroom, and I go in and I have my have my bags with me. And I'm peeing at the stall. And there's this guy that I notice. He comes over and he starts. He's he's opening a stall. But he has his roller and like a bag. Kind of like what I had, but his stuff was a little more oversized. He opens the door. He's about to go into the stall. And he's like... (laughs) And he can't get into the stall. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? So like, I'm finishing up peeing and I look back and he, he opens the stall. He gets in. And I think he had this like, oh, I'm not going to fit in here with all my stuff. So he comes out. So I'm zipping up. You know, get my stuff together. I start walking to go wash my hands. And he opens another stall door. And I think he realizes again, like, oh, this is just the same size. Like, it's not as big as I need it to be. Then he starts waiting for the handicap stall. Because a handicap stall, you can do all kinds of activities in there. So then he's waiting over there for that. And I thought to myself, hmm. Bing. Two things. I feel that stalls at least here in America I haven't really paid attention to other stalls around different countries but I would say stalls here in America and mostly stalls at airports anywhere in any country they should be twice the size that they are. And the reason for that is most people at the airport have their bags with them. So if they're going to go into the stall, they need to have room to put their bags in there with them because you're not just going to leave your bags unattended somewhere because the PA system tells you not to. Do not leave your bags unattended. So if I have to go take a shit, I'm taking my bags with me. But then you don't fit. You're like this. So you would think if they really cared about you not leaving your bags behind and make sure you have all your personal belongings at all times, you would think that airports would widen the stalls 
so that you have adequate space not only to have your bags but to be comfortable right it could be that they're preparing you to be in a tiny ass bathroom when you're on the plane but you're not on the plane and you should have the luxury of comfort in the terminal so that was one idea they they make all stalls bigger the other idea if you don't want to make the stalls bigger because you're like that's just going to be too much money and that's just going to take too much space whatever then you should have a valet for your bags you walk up and you go i'm going to go take a shit over here and maybe not tell them you're going to take a shit they'll know you're taking a shit you go oh i'm going to go use restroom um restroom two located right here I'll be in there. Can I leave my rollerboard and other luggage with you? And then the person says, yes. And they give you a ticket. They tag your bag. They give you a ticket. You walk away with the ticket. And then you go and you poop, you pee. You do whatever it is that you do in the bathroom. Carefree, without a worry in the world, without a bag worry. Where you know... It's just me and the bathroom. That way, you're not worried about having to need so much space. Now you can be in one of the stupid fucking stalls, but you don't have to worry about your bag because your bag's not there. Your bag is safe. Your bag is over there. Also, if there's a bag valet, so you can go use a restroom, that means after you just wiped your ass or peed, you can go wash your hands, right? So now your hands are sanitized. Then you go grab your bag. And now the handle doesn't have shit and piss on it. Right? Because think about this. I've thought about this many times. If you have your bags with you in the bathroom, you probably got shit and piss on your hands. Now you're touching your bag, the handle, the strap, whatever it is. Then you wash your hands. Well, the shit and piss is already on the bags. So yes, you wash your hands, but then now when you go to touch your bag again, now the dirty stuff is back on you. Now you're just spreading it. What I normally do is I will take when I pee, I'll pee, zip up, make sure everything is straight. Then I walk over, I grab my bag, walk over, I wash my hands. Then I normally carry a Sani wipe that I get from the plane. I open it and I clean or I use it on the handle of my roller the handle part, the sides. And then now I know that the handle is sanitized after I've just sanitized my hands. And then I grab it and then off I go. But most people don't do that. And to be honest with you, sometimes I don't do it all of the time because number one, I forget sometimes. 
Number two, when I pee, I know how to pee, so I don't, I don't get it on me. And also, I know where my penis has been, and I keep it clean and non-smelly. So, like, if it was dirty, I would understand, like, oh, man, my dick's dirty. I don't want to touch anything. But, like, it's not. Like, I know it's clean. So, because I know it's clean, and I am going to go wash my hands, it just, like, I don't always, like, think about it. Even though, I mean, maybe I should. But I don't. But, yeah, bigger stalls and a bathroom valet for your bags so you don't have to take them in the more you know and staying on topic with bathrooms i've said it once and i will continue to say it if you're traveling if you're going to get on a plane go to the bathroom before you get on the plane I know that that's not always something you can do, but try. The reason why I say try is, at least recently, a lot of the flights that I've worked, it feels like at least half of the plane comes on and uses the restroom. The moment they get on the plane. I don't understand why anybody would want to use the restroom on the plane. As opposed to the one. That's not only a lot cleaner. But bigger. In the terminal. Sometimes depending on the trip. I'm sitting around. And I see these people. That board the plane. I've seen them out in the boarding area. I've seen them out in the boarding area for about an hour. I've noticed that they haven't gone to the bathroom. But then the moment they get on the plane, they go, I need to use the restroom. Why didn't you use it out in the terminal? Why are you using it now? Like why, again, why would you want to use a nasty ass plane bathroom? And those shits are gross. Like if I were to take pictures of how some passengers leave the bathroom before you come on, sometimes there's shit smeared on the floor and the cleaners have to clean that up. Once they clean it up, then it's, I don't know, it appears clean. But like there was shit on the floor. There was piss on the floor. Sometimes there's shit smeared on the wall. Sometimes there's shit smeared on the mirror. Do they clean it? They do clean it. But does that mean I'm going to go lick the mirror where the shit was just smeared on? Absolutely not. That's, that's forever unclean. My point is, you. oh, here's another problem that I have. Some people, especially in the morning, morning flights, they'll come on 
to the plane. And then they take a shit on the plane. And then now it smells like utter shit on the plane. And it's a small space. So we all smell it. And it's gross. Sometimes it hits the back of your throat and you're like, oh my God. But I think to myself, why didn't you do that in the terminal? Why didn't you leave your stink there? Why are you inconveniencing? Why are you giving some people watery eyes? Because you wanted to take a shit on the fucking plane. Not only is that gross, that's rude. That's rude as shit. I believe that after somebody takes a massive shit like that, we as flight attendants should be able to get on the PA and go to the last person that just went to the bathroom over here and drop some poop. Please come back and spray um, Febreze or something because that, that stuff stinks. Thank you. And then maybe people will stop doing it if we shame them. Or we can say, uh, sir, madam, or person that is in 25, Charlie, can you please come to the back? Uh, when you pooped, you didn't completely flush the toilet and it smells like poop. Uh, bring your own Febreze. Thank you. I think less people would do it. Maybe not. Maybe some of these animals would continue to do it because they're animals and they really don't give a shit. So, uh, oh yeah. Oh, so today Real Madrid played Man City in, um, the Champions League semifinal, quarterfinals. It was the last game to see if who was going to go to the final. Man City and Real Madrid played at the Bernabeu, and it was 1-1. That was the first leg, so today was, was the second leg. They played, uh, Man City was home, and Man City beat them 4-0. So now it's going to be Man City and Inter for the Champions League final. And just this weekend, Barcelona won the title. Um, they won and, you know, they, they got enough points and, and they're, they're the champions of La Liga. What? Real Madrid won. I don't know what fucking cup they won. They won something. But they've been playing like dog shit this season. I mean, just utter dog shit. Like there's teams that they've lost to where they you know, they've lost one zero and you know these soccer correspondents are like oh man Kareem Benzema is really good and that other guy over there he's really good and that guy over there he's really good I'm like mm, but if they were really good wouldn't they be winning? Because they're not. It was just embarrassing. It was bad. And then also just today the Galaxy lost. Again, let me pull up their record. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. The Galaxy's record right now is out of 12 games, they've won two, lost seven, tied three. 
abysmal. Yeah, trash. I mean, just trash, 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 trash. And they're they're last in the West. So, yeah, just dumb. The LA Galaxy and Real Madrid have been playing like shit. So, speaking of soccer teams, did you guys uh, hear about this? So, PSG is letting Messi go after this season. They're not going to renew his contract. I don't know if you heard what I just said. Messi, one of the greatest players to ever play the game, is going to be let go by PSG. The greatest team in the world. Not really. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, Messi went to Saudi Arabia on an unannounced, I don't even know how to say this, uh, an unauthorized trip to Saudi Arabia. I think what happened was, I think the Saudi government asked him, hey, can you come to Saudi Arabia? You know, we'll take some photos. I'm assuming, this, is, this part is assumption. I'm assuming they paid Messi something so that, he can be like, hey, come visit Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is a great country. Me and my family had a great time in Saudi Arabia. So I believe not only did Saudi Arabia, the country, pay him to go, but also paid for everything for them to go. And then had him do a bunch of cool shit in the country. And then he posted on Instagram. I was like, oh, it's great. Now, I'm not saying Saudi Arabia is not a dope country. I don't know enough about it to say that it's not. I've never been there, so I can't say definitively it is not. But in my personal opinion, if somebody were to say, let's go to Hawaii or Saudi Arabia, I'm going to pick Hawaii. Because Saudi Arabia does not sound appealing to me. If somebody were to say, let's go to Cancun or Saudi Arabia. I would say Cancun. Because again, Saudi Arabia does not sound appealing to me. If somebody were to say, let's go to Antarctica or Saudi Arabia. I would, once again, not pick Saudi Arabia. I would say, let's go to Antarctica. Because again, Saudi Arabia does not sound appealing to me. If somebody were to say, let's go. I'm trying to think of something that would be equivalent. If somebody were to say, let's go to Egypt or Saudi Arabia, I would say 100% Egypt. Let's go to Egypt. My point being, Saudi Arabia does not sound appealing to me at all. So I think to bring more tourists, try to bring tourists in the first place. I'm sure they have, you know, a good tourist business. I, I really don't know. Um, but it doesn't hurt that one of the greatest players to ever play the game of soccer, uh, you know, tells people, hey, come to Saudi Arabia. Hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah. So again, but because he went 
the team was like, well, because I, I, I don't think, I don't think he asked to go. So I think that's what pissed the team off. So he went. They're like, we didn't, we didn't sign off on this shit. So because of that, at least these are what the reports are saying. Because of that, he didn't, or they're not going to extend his contract. I thought that was so dumb. Like PSG hasn't, at least in recent years, hasn't won the Champions League. They won their league, but they haven't won Champions League. Like, I don't... They have the money to bring over the star power, but they just don't have star power. Like they don't, they don't have it enough to win these big things. I don't know. It's weird. So to just to be able to like tell almost the greatest player in the world currently playing aside from Cristiano Ronaldo, to like, nah, we don't want you because you went on this trip. I think PSG is kind of shooting themselves in the foot. But with that, I hope there's an announcement soon. And it says, breaking news. Messi. Leo Messi coming to MLS. That would be fucking wild. That would be dope. That'd be amazing because, number one, I would love to see Messi play. And number two, I was very fortunate enough to watch David Beckham play in MLS. I was very fortunate to watch Thierry Henry play in MLS. I was very fortunate to watch Tim Cahill play in MLS. Um, I was fortunate to watch Zlatan uh, in MLS. I've been fortunate to watch Carlos Vela play in MLS. Um, I've been fortunate enough to see the lights, likes of uh, AJ De La Garza and Omar Gonzalez play in MLS. I've watched Michael Bradley. Uh, playing MLS and all these players that I've named not only have I seen them on TV but I've been able to see them live Um, so then to be able to see Messi uh, oh another one Kai Kamara can't can't forget about Kai Uh, Landon Donovan Chris Wondolowski I mean I can continue but to be able to get Messi over here to MLS, oh man, that would be, ooh, that'd be a dream, dream, dream come true. So yeah, now I don't know what's going to happen with him. I hope, I hope he comes to MLS. That'd be dope. Um, what temperature do you guys keep your house at? Currently, it's 73 degrees in the house. It's a little on the warmer side for us. We normally keep it between 68 and 70. But we're keeping it at 73. When I get to hotels, I will put it down 
anywhere from 62 to 64. I like it cold in my room. I've been told before that I keep it too cold in my room. I've had crew members come over and, you know, we're having a couple drinks and hanging out and everything's fine. And then they're like, oh, it's too cold. I'm like, yeah, but I like it. Then I've gone to other people's rooms and it's like a fucking sauna. They'll keep it at like 77, 76 degrees. I'm like, what are you in the, in the middle of the summer? I'm like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? Are you sick? Are you dying? I want to get that checked out. Very weird. Uh, oh, yeah. I've never understood. Baseball is a sport that I watched growing up with my grandfather. He really liked it. We used to go to a lot of angel games. One of our family friends, they were angel season ticket holders, I believe, for like 10 years or something. And because of that, they would give us their tickets from time to time. And not just sometimes, it happened quite often. And if I remember correctly, as a kid, they also would, per I think they would purchase the tickets next to them, or they knew the other season ticket holders, and maybe they, they like somebody's like, I can't go to this game, I have an extra two tickets, and they'd grab them. We went to a lot of Angel games growing up. Tim Salmon, uh, JT Snow, George Fabregas, um, fuck, why am I blanking on some other guys? Tim Salmon. Oh, that's going to piss me off. Damn it. Uh, shit. Sorry. I know there's, there's other guys that, that I remember watching play, but for the life of... Oh, Mo Vaughn when he was on the Angels, I remember. Got really, really low. We would eat the ice cream out of the Angels helmet. Have the hot dogs. I've gone to a lot of baseball games. The sport necessarily is not my cup of tea, but I do like watching it live. Live is a lot better than watching it on TV. On TV, I'm like, mm. But for playoffs, I will watch it. Especially if it's the Dodgers now. Now I've switched um, teams. I used to root for the Angels, now I root for the Dodgers. Go Dodgers. But for the life of me, when I see fans risking it all, to catch a foul ball. For the life of me, I don't understand that. Nothing, nothing in me tells me I need, I need to catch that baseball. If for some reason, if I'm at a game and there's a ball and it happens to land close to me and I happen to catch it or if it bounces and then I grab it, then it, it becomes mine, then I'll keep it. Twice have I gotten a foul ball 
and I've given it to somebody else. Because I was like, it's a, it's a foul ball, it's a baseball. I don't, I get it. The person hitting it hit it. Like, oh, they touched it. But really, they didn't touch it. The bat touched it. They swung, but they didn't, they didn't physically touch it. The pitcher, he physically touched it. It was in his hand. So I guess if you're a fan of the pitcher, maybe I can understand that too. But even that, I'm like, but like, it's not, it's not as, as, as if that player signed the ball that you just caught. Maybe you do. Maybe you hang out in hopes that that player signs the ball for you. But like some of these things I've seen on ESPN or just like some videos where adult men are pushing each other, shoving each other, almost getting in fights, some of them getting in fights over an $8 ball. I'm like, that's fucking wild to me. That's so stupid. I've even caught a couple soccer balls at soccer games. I've held on to it for a moment. I'm like, yeah, I got it, yeah. But then I throw it back. I wouldn't risk it all to try to get a soccer ball that goes into the stands. Like, I don't, I don't care about it enough to, like, get into a fight or an argument or, I don't know, I just think it's stupid and childish. Like, there's people, I mean, there's people that have died died trying to couch a home run or a foul ball. I'm like, no. There's this really sad one that happened fuck. At least maybe ten years ago, maybe a little maybe eight, seven years ago. I remember hearing about a father and his son. They were at a Texas Rangers game and somebody hit a home run. I believe it was a home run. And the dad, like, was hanging over the rail, the guardrail. It was like a fifteen foot drop, I think, or something like that. It was, it was a, it was a significant drop. But he went to go catch it, and in him catching it, he fell over, hit his head, died, died, at the stadium. Now that little boy doesn't have a dad anymore because his dad wanted to catch a fucking home run. Absolutely not. There's no way in hell that I'm going to try to catch a fucking foul ball to try to give to my son. Like he, he, I, the man that gets paid a lot of money went like this. And then you heard. And then it came this it was coming this way, and then I went. And now now it's yours. I love you so much. <laughs> no, that's stupid. That's it's it's wild. And very sad. Very sad that that father had to die. Not had to, died because he was trying to catch. A home run, just, I mean, no, absolutely not. That I don't understand. 
Yeah, and I think with that, I'm going to leave you guys. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Like I said before, if you didn't listen to the audio-only episode last week with Cyrus, go listen to go listen to it now. And also, um, listen to this episode or watch it on YouTube. Remember, tell everybody you know to listen to The Jesus Show, not that one. And I will see you next week.